0: Hello, and welcome to the Decision Point Podcast. My name is Kieran Wong, and I'm your host of the show. Here on the Decision Point Podcast, we speak with leaders in our community about the big life and career decisions they've made, which have led them to where they are today, to be successful members of the community. On the show, we'll get to know their personal decision points. And today, we have Gary Hall on the show. Welcome, Gary.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Wonderful. Gary is... um, the Vice President of Leasing at Centercal. Uh, he's based in Meridian. You've been there uh, over a decade. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what you do there at uh, Centercal.
1: Yeah, so thanks again for having me. I'm, I'm super grateful for the opportunity. Um, you know, I've been with Centercal now for uh, just over a decade. Uh, I started my career in real estate, commercial real estate after graduating from Boise state. And, um, so I've, I've always kind of been in the field and the interest, but, uh, um, I've been focused on leasing now for probably the last 15 to 20 years of my career. The initial five were at Albertsons, um, a group of us started the gas station, uh, facet of the business for Albertsons. They hired kind of four of us wet behind the ears folks to uh, run around and, and, um, up a bunch of deals and and it was it was spectacular and probably one of my most memorable parts of my career to be honest some of the best people um and then come you know lifetime friends um, but uh i've been with CenterCal, and my role with center cal has been to basically go out and curate and merchandise shopping centers that are open air lifestyle shopping centers mm-hmm. Uh, in the prominent uh locations uh within you know five states. I've had the good fortune of working in all five states, which are you know, California, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Utah. Um, I'm personally based in, in Boise um, and have been working in the Boise and, and Utah markets for, you know, again, the majority of my career, but have also spent time in the Portland, Seattle, and, and California markets, you know, working with tenants and and trying to bring cool and interesting uh uh, concepts to our shopping centers, but also the daily needs. Um, you know sometimes it's not as much flash uh, and there's not quite as much pop and sizzle, but uh, just a lot of those things that we all need and use in our daily lives. So my goal is to go out and, and bring in grocery stores and you know home goods and and decor and uh, soft goods and nail salons and hair salons and, and fitness and all those fun concepts to um, the you know the village at Meridian. Uh, I think is a is a great example and, and really a shining um, property and something that we're very, very proud of here in the Valley as far as trying to be, you know, bring something unique and interesting to the community. And of course, growing up here, um, it's just a thrill for me to, to be able to, um, you know, work and live where I grew up and then be able to create something that my family and friends and colleagues and co-workers and, and just the community, like they'll never know me and that's fine um but but to just see people's interactions with something that i was a part of is really gratifying
0: that sounds like a really great way to become part of the community and to understand each and every business owner's business and how they come to market and their needs their struggles or challenges uh, things that actually we're going to chat with you today about some of these ideas
1: For sure. I mean, it's uh, it's it's probably for me getting to meet the individual business owners, um, hear about what they're passionate about, Um, because, you know, a lot of times this is a passion project. We all know that, you know, they talk about the small businesses being the backbone of the economy. And uh, I mean, just to have the opportunity to really step forward and meet these people um, at where they're trying to take their businesses forward it's, it's just, it's really, like I said, it's a, it's a real joy to be able to sit down with them and just kind of understand them. And, you know, you get to know them and not that we, you know, go to barbecues and everything, but you do get to know these people and, and see kind of what their passion projects are. So again, that for me is probably the most satisfying part of what I do. Um, you know, getting to see these businesses and, and, and learn from, you know, what they're doing and how they're doing it and, and how we can be a part of their success. Right. It's uh, yes, we build shopping centers. But as much as we fancy ourselves developers we also think of ourselves as you know being integral part of the community everyone that works at the village of meridian um for the you know at least the media team from operations to marketing to leasing uh even construction you know a lot of those team members live here uh in meridian so we're very much a part of the community um interacting you know with our with our fellow neighbors and and friends so it's it's yeah it's a, it's a lot of fun
0: that's great that's great here on the Decision Point podcast, we talk to people, we speak with people, leaders in the community about some of the decision points they've made along their way, their, their journey in life, whether it was uh, early on or later on, that have taken them to where they are today. Does anything pop to mind uh, along your, your journey, your path? Yeah. You know, I,
1: um, when you first reached out to me, you know, I, I was thinking about some of these pivotal moments. And of course you know, it's one of those things where I don't think anyone sits down unless maybe you're probably a little bit more intentional or thoughtful about it. (laughs) Um, But it really kind of forced me to sit down and and kind of noodle, you know, some of those points. And the the one thing that I kept coming back to, interestingly enough, was really the point that I left high school and went to college. For me, it was an opportunity to kind of wipe the slate clean uh, and almost you know whatever whatever preconceived notions I had as kind of you go from a child to an adult, um, and and you know what you want to be and, and how you want to be uh, present yourself in the, in the world, um, not made up, but you know you feel kind of like you get to drop those cuffs and I, and I kept coming back to that because for me high school was was okay, like I wasn't a great athlete and I kind of floated between <clears throat> multiple social groups you know, and we all have kids now. So we know how, what a challenge it is as an adult in trying to get your children through that. And I think it gives you a lot more compassion to go back to when you were kids and what you experienced in high school. And, you know, and I'm sure a lot of us had great uh, memories and, and, and some kids probably had, you know, not great experiences. And I would say mine was a mixed bag. Like I was generally a happy kid and uh, got to do some cool things. And, and, uh, but I wasn't like a great athlete. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have any like particular passions that I was chasing. Uh, I was just kind of a kid going through life, getting my driver's license and and having fun with some buddies. And when I got to college, I got, I felt like I got to shake off like whatever preconceived notion that I had of myself. And that's when I really immersed myself into the collegiate experience. And I would say, you know, the, the experience that I had at Boise state um, from the decision to, you know, participate more And by that, I mean, you know, I became a resident advisor in the, you know, an RA in the housing system. You know, I was a Boise State ambassador. Every time I had an opportunity to kind of step into something that was both within my comfort level, but also forced me kind of outside of that comfort level, um, I just found that it was like a snowball effect. And I just kept, you know, getting additional opportunities and participating in, in more and more things. And I became the Associated Students Boise State, you know, ASBSU. Uh, we called it, which was the associated student body. Um, And I became the business manager through that and made a bunch of networks. So I had kind of all of these different friend groups that I was participating with. And I just thought at that time, it was really where I kind of just shook off the, the, uh, the shackle, so to speak, and say, you know, it freed me up to be me. And so I made a lot of relationships from that. And quite candidly, those I think all of those relationships that started when I made the conscious decision to really try to immerse myself into the collegiate experience, um, it really has led me to where I'm in today because my first job out of college was with you know a guy that I'd you know studied finance with, and he's gone on to do unbelievable, amazing things. And you know, he got my first job at Albertsons, and then I met a bunch of cool people there that led into, you know, again, fast forwarding to today. Um, really just led me to, I think, where I'm, what I'm doing and, and how I continue to try to approach things and network, you know, we call it networking now in the, in the professional world and, you know, LinkedIn and all of those things that, that help us do that. Um, and, you know, just, just like how you and I connected. Right. Exactly. Um, and I think it seems really organic and interesting. And, um, and it really just, I keep going back to that time point where I just made a conscious decision to say, I was really going to try to participate um, in, in the college experience at a different level than I had participated in high school where I was more shy and introverted and, um, all those types of things. So
0: I love the fact that you're pinpointing your college experience as a great, a turning point in your life, a decision point where you saw yourself, like you said, you, you, the, the shackles were or taken off or let off or released in some way. And you are able to form your, a new or a, a revised identity of yourself through that experience. And and, all, and combined with that is to take opportunities, is to when opportunities arose to stand up, raise your hand and say, I'll, I'm willing to do that. And I think in our, in our lives today, that's what we would love to have our children do more of, is to stand up, raise their hand and say, I'll, I'll try that and try as operative word as opposed to do because we're all trying to do things and whether we succeed or fail, it's, you know, as we tell our kids and it's sometimes harder for us to hear our own advice, failing is part of an experience and we do fail and to learn from your failures and that's part of the try experience. And I love the fact that this is something that you've thought about and have come back with.
1: Yeah, you know, um, it's it's funny because I think, you know, we can talk about all, we could probably go down a bunch of different rabbit holes as far as, you know, how social media is good and bad. And, um, you know, I think it's more good than bad, but, but also we're learning it as we're going, we're learning it at a slower rate than our children. And so mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to apply our old world paradigm to their new world paradigm. And there's a lot of conflict in that, but I think as parents, um, we, we have to adapt and learn and, and grow with, with the experiences that they're going through. And sometimes that's tough to remember because we want to stay, you know, in this place of, hey, my childhood was really great and we didn't need all of these things and we went outside and played. And that's great to say, and we certainly, you, know, raising our children, tried to give them experiences associated with that, but they're also interacting. You know, on social media, and so just understanding the dynamics of that and the guardrails. I think it's been really hard because the the change in in pace in which kids are interacting socially um, is is really elevated, and and they're just getting exposed to so much more now. So I think I think it is really fascinating um, to talk about you know experiences and and you know it's. I was at a conference recently, and I don't know that it's this. It, it, it struck me as profound, but I'm not sure that it's that prophetic, but it, but it is kind of interesting in that uh, there was a quote that someone put up and it was basically that, you know, the literacy in the 21st century is really not going to be the ability to read and write, which is how it's classically been defined. Uh, but it's really about the ability to learn, unlearn, and then relearn. And I think that's kind of, I would say, defines maybe even the last decade to, you know, I don't know when social media really started picking up momentum, but I guess you could go back to say 2010 feels like kind of a, a rough swag as far as when when this really started to you know, hit our eyeballs and, and what that's done over the last decade and how we've embraced it as a society and how the time and attention is being spent there and And now how, you know, Facebook is really made up of our grandparents and Instagram is now made up of, you know, you're an I generation and TikTok is our kids. So it's, it's funny how all of these technologies, even though they're all in the same realm, kind of age up and, and go through a maturation process. And just when you think that you've mastered one, you're having to go and learn something else. And, and and I know a lot of people, including myself, where I'm just like, yeah, it's not really for me. Like I, I use social media more from a, uh, business standpoint. But, but uh, anyways, I, that's probably a tangent that you didn't mean to go down, but I think it's interesting.
0: <laughs> it's definitely. And uh, you throw in crypto into that and we will have a long, long conversation as well. As you've gone down your path, your journey in life, and based upon decision points, what challenges Come to mind that you've come across, and how did you approach those challenges?
1: Boy, that's, um, that's, a, that's a great question. It's really, um, as far as the challenges, right? I think it's always that you look at, you know, you look at my life, like I go back to the college experience, right? I graduated college in four years, I met my wife, I bought a house, I got a dog, you know, bought two cars, when you look at all the amount of of responsibility, um, you know, in those informative years uh, of adulthood. And um, I think the challenges were just trying to navigate life as a young man, um, who probably wasn't fully matured in his own right. um, And know so i think the challenges were probably just the greatest challenges were for me were i always knew from a career standpoint i knew how to you know settle in and and try to apply myself and and where i wanted to go and and the type of culture that i wanted to be a part of and and when that was incongruent with my you know if i look at at my career and the decisions i made my career the times that i were i was the least settled uh was when the culture of the, of the organization that I was with was the most incongruent with who I was or how I wanted to, you know, show up in the world. Mm -hmm. So I would say those are always the greatest challenges, but then it's that balance of, you know, like my mother always says, you know, try to, it's the balance of, you, you know, you want to stay hungry and, and keep driving towards your goals. But then there's also that, uh, the grass isn't always greener. And she always says, Hey son, maybe it's time to bloom where you're planted. And, and so it's, I I think it's that delicate dance of, you know, how that angst that we all feel to be driven by success and what we think success is defined. And it's easy for me now, having achieved what I feel for me personally is, is, you know, a level of success, um, both career wise, you know, and, and to some degree financially, um, to where I can sit back and reflect and say, okay, it's easier for me to feel more settled now because I, I don't have those uncertainties of living from paycheck to paycheck and how am I gonna you know we stopped having kids at, at, at when we hit number two because we're just like how can we afford daycare and and all those challenges so I think decision points um, are mostly just you know getting back to kind of the mental modalities and and having the love and support of a good partner and trying to navigate this world through a fashion that, that allows you to, you know, take where you're at at that point in time, but also continue to try to pursue your goals and dreams. And, you know, I, I don't know that I have any regrets and and I feel like I chased, you know, I chased what I, what I was interested in. And, and, but now that I'm at the age that I'm at looking back, I mean, there's probably some things that I might do differently. Um, but I think I would still approach it with the same, you know, kind of mindset um, uh, you know, trying to constantly push myself into, you know, new settings and experiences and, and challenges. Um, because that's really where the magic is. I, I, I've just found that every time I made a change or something, even something upsetting, like, you know, there was mass layoffs at Albertsons or, you know, the 2008 downturn when I was at a company that basically started falling apart. Um, and we didn't know why we didn't understand that, you know, it was, it when our company started crumbling, it was still four months or five months in advance of Lehman Brothers and, and all of those things kind of falling by the wayside. And I just remember all of us sitting around kind of just saying, what's going on with this company? And why are we sputtering when the economy seems red hot and everyone's, you know, pr- both professionally and personally, you know, it was like everyone was upgrading to a new house every 18 months. So it was just kind of looking around and just feeling that discord Um, and then just navigating those challenges, both personally and professionally, and, and then being able to step back after the fact and say, wow, that was, that was really fortuitous or that really helped me get into this next stage of my life. And just knowing that when those really uncomfortable moments where it feels like, I mean, I remember one point in 2008, looking at my wife and being like, well, this could go either really good or really bad. And, you know, I lost my job. Um. And within 24 hours had had another job and it was a great port in the storm. Um, But I just remember thinking, okay, this is, you know, this is what our burn rate is and this is how long we can go before it gets really ugly. And then just thinking, you know what, it's, they can't really take away your education. Money comes and goes. Um, And as long as I have my family, then I guess I really have everything I need. And, And I would feel like 2008, 2009, it was, it was a horrible time period. And a lot of people, you know, lost a lot. Um, but at, at the same time, the takeaway for me was, you know, things and stuff are nice, but as long as you have, you know, the love of your spouse and, and your family and your kids, and, you know, that's really what matters and your health. And, um, you can march forward and you can get back on that saddle and try to build a life for yourself and and not worry about what could have been, but just worry about what's, what's in the windshield instead of the rear view mirror.
0: Exactly. And I go back to experiences, you know, when we take our last breath, we'll be recalling our experiences as opposed to that number in a bank account.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, someone, I don't know. I mean, again, I read, I listen to tons of podcasts and I, and I, and I try to read, Uh, I'm not the world's greatest reader as far as um, it doesn't come naturally for me. I enjoy it when I do it, but I don't just, you know, I'm not a voracious reader. Like my mother who can consume three books a week. Hmm. um and i always envied her gift for that but um you know it's just it, it's again i think it's really interesting to to sit there and focus on um the future um and then try to not get too wound up in what happened to us or what the past is and and again that's easy for me to say because it's always seemed to work out but maybe it's that fundamental belief that you know i just i think things are going to work out and and um you know, always putting good out there, right? Like if you always put positivity and kindness out there, um, then I think that uh, it comes back to you, call it karma or whatever, you know, your your spiritual or belief system is. But um, I just think that we're innately wired to still continue to try to focus on the positives, no matter how difficult it is.
0: Yep, exactly. When you speak as positives, are there any influential people Experiences, books, even that you mentioned, that have really profoundly impacted you in in your journey?
1: Yeah, for sure. In fact, I would say, you know, people, experiences certainly uh, shapes us, no question. I mean, the birth of our children, their marriage, or, you know, jobs, loss of jobs, you know, the loss of loved ones, um, no question, right? We all have those uh, experiences. But as far as like having people that have come, in and out of my life. No question. Um, you know, I I'm right now, I'm in fact, I'm getting the good fortune of working with someone that's that I've worked with in a past career, um, that I would consider one of my, you know, closest mentors. Um, and even though, you know, he and I, it's not like we go on vacations together or, or go to barbecues or church and he lives in another state, but he's, he's always been a great friend, a great sounding board, um, a great career mentor, um, and that's something that I've tried to instill with my kids is, is just try to pay attention to when those people come into your life, because it may be for a day, it may be at a business conference or, you know, a chance meeting, uh, over coffee, or it could be, you know, in this case, you know, this gentleman, Craig and I, uh, we've known each other coming now on close to 20 years and, um, I just think that there's probably those three to five key people that come in and out of our lives, whether it's a high school teacher or, uh, a you know, a football coach or like I said, I wasn't a sports guy. So I didn't I didn't have any like great coach mentors, even though um, I can totally I totally appreciate that about sports, uh, especially collegiate sports. Uh, and, I, and I'm and i sure high school is the same way for a lot of kids. Um but, uh, yeah, I would say that uh, there was a couple of professors, um, a couple of friends, um, you know, and then colleagues, two or three colleagues at each place I've worked that have had a profound effect on either just my ability to land on my feet in the next job or get an introduction into the next thing. So for me, um, it's always been about those relationships and, and less about my skill set. Right. Like, I don't know that I've ever showed up and said, wow, they've got he's got an amazing um, portfolio of skill sets and, and repertoire. Um, I think it's always just been, you know, I've had a robust network uh, of, of good friends and people and, and positive situations that have just allowed me to kind of step past the, the, the roadblocks or the speed bumps or, or experience them, you know, minimally.
0: Thank you, Gary. This has been uh, really great hearing your insights, your experiences, uh, where you've been, and words of wisdom you know here on, the, on this podcast. Invariably, I, I, we always hear wonderful insights about people's lives and how they've taken those experiences and gleaned wisdom out of them. And it, it comes out in, in their words about their, and ultimately it's about their family and their relationships. You know, we're here on this earth relating to other human beings And those relationships is what enrich our lives. And it's been wonderful to hear your experiences in that, in that way as well.
1: Well, I'm really, I really appreciate the opportunity. Like I said, I, um, I, I uh, I'm excited that I had an opportunity to kind of share and visit with you and that you reached out that you took a chance to reach out to me, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a million people that are, that have great stories and cool things. So um, at first I was a little apprehensive, like, I'm not sure that I have the world's greatest story to share with you, but I'm, I'm really grateful. And, and again, you know, I don't think anyone really remembers, uh, you know, what, what is said, but it's, it's more important about how you made them feel when you did visit with them. And so hopefully, you know, I made you feel, um, you know, good and, and that I brought my, my best intentions and spirits to this conversation and, and someone will get some value out of that.
0: And that you did and you were very suc- successful at it. Thank you so much.
1: Hey, have a great day.
0: You too. Gary Hall, vice president of leasing at CentraCal. Thank you. Uh, here on the decision point podcast, we discovered the turning points, those decisions that successful business leaders have made in their careers and lives that where they end up today. Uh, Gary, one last question. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, uh, is there a way in which they can reach out? Sure.
1: Uh, you know, I've got, uh, I, I try to, well, I keep a LinkedIn profile. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm on there just under Gary Hall. I I can't remember my exact handle, but it's not some cryptic handle. Um, and they're, and they're always welcome to reach out to me via email, uh, ghall at centercal.com. Um, if they have any questions or if, you know, again, if I can provide any value, um, you know, again, it's, it's nice to be able to, to give back, um, to the community. And, and so I'm happy to, to pass along and, and, uh, especially the next generation. I'm really passionate about that. My kids are at that stage. So I, I think we have an obligation as kind of the, the gen, the gen Xers to pass it on to the gen, gen Y's and gen Z's and, and keep, keep the good times rolling. So.
0: Exactly. Wonderful. Thank you again, Gary. And uh, I'm sure all of our listeners are, will benefit from listening to what you've uh, shared with us today. Thanks so much.